0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? I just wanted to give another preface to this episode. Um, I end, I had a really awesome opportunity with the, getting the chance to talk to two WNBA All-Stars from my hometown team, the Chicago Sky, Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot. Um, this was a really great interview. I got to talk to them about their basketball journeys. They both kind of started off really – they weren't very recruited in high school or college, but ended up becoming very um, – multiple-time All-Stars with the Chicago Sky. I really had a lot of fun with this and was so gracious at their time because they're in season. So – Let me know what you guys think, and I hope you have a great day. So I'm here with two WNBA All-Stars from the Chicago Sky, Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot. So um, my first question, Allie, is for you. So I know you grew up in the Chicago area and stuff. So when can you remember? When's yeah. your what's your first memory of basketball? Like when you first started playing. <clears throat> uh, my first
1: memory is probably just playing in the backyard. Dr. Oh, did you say? Oh, you my, did you say my first memory of playing basketball? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, it was just playing outside in the backyard. I have three siblings and we would just be out there all the time, just shooting, playing two-on-two. And, you know, yeah, just playing. So that, that was it. <laughs> right.
0: It's fine. My phone. <laughs> Courtney, same question.
1: Um, my first memory is, I would say, like, my NCAA days. My dad was my coach. And, you know, it was just basketball season, playing with him. Uh, we put a team together of, like, a few girls, and then the rest were boys. So we were a co-ed team, but we were the only team with girls. <laughs> and if I remember right, we
0: were the best team. So that's, that's my memory. <laughs> <Early>. <laughs> so, yeah, you grew up in Chicago and you went to DePaul. Was part of the reason you wanted to go to DePaul because it was, like, close to where you were, like, at the time?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was nice to be able to just be an hour from home, and I honestly, wasn't getting recruited by, like, a million schools anyways. So, uh, and DePaul was probably the best at the time that I was getting recruited by. They were consistently top 20 in the nation, so uh, it was something that I wanted to go be a part of. Nice.
0: And Courtney, you went to Gonzaga, and was not that pretty close to where you were growing up as well?
1: Yeah, it's uh, about four-hour drive.
0: Yeah, and um, so I remember I read this thing that was really interesting with you is that you ended up actually like having a relationship with John Stockton, which was pretty funny. I I don't know where I read that, but um, so how did that happen?
1: Well, um, at the time, John Stockton, you know, he lived, he still lives in Spokane and his Sons and daughters were kind of growing up in basketball. I mean, he was his dad was around. Like, every, his whole family was just so around Gonzaga. He was still really close with all the training staff and uh, coaching staff of, at Gonzaga. And so he was around so much. And, you know, of course, I knew who he was. And my coach at the time, Kelly Graves, he was, like, encouraging me to kind of, like, start this relationship with him. Um, you know, if you know John Stockton, he's, like, a super nice guy, but he's not overly, like, friends, he would never approach you, so it was all put on me as a 20-year-old, 19-year-old, um, and so that that was really nerve-wracking for me. I was not, like, so open to it at first, uh, because you have this Hall of Famer who, you know, is just, like, incredibly famous and just a legend in the Spokane area, um, and then you ask this 19-year-old to try and, like, <laughs> form a relationship with him. Um, it was pretty intimidating, but... Like I said, he was a super nice guy and was always very um, welcoming. And to me, every time I did try and have a conversation or a workout, um, I think it was a little, the the story was a little blown out. We didn't work out as much as like you probably read, um, but he was always like a huge fan. First of all, he came in and he was a huge supporter of the women's team, which I thought was really cool. And um, you know, it was just kind of there. Any time
0: that I needed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know, Allie, You you started off like bouncing around with a few different teams, like when you first got to the league. I think correct. Yeah. I, uh-huh. Yes. So okay. when that was going on, were you? How were you feeling? Were you nervous? Were you like worried about your future in the NBA, or how was that like? How was that making you feel when you weren't like sticking with one team for the first? time?
1: years yeah it definitely made me uh, less confident and every time I go into like a new situation I would just be nervous you know I wasn't myself because you know when you're getting cut like that and you're around so many great players it kind of tests your confidence and unfortunately it made me uh, not really believe in myself that much and that's when that happens it makes you not really play that well either so uh, yeah it was uh, it was Struggle for a little while, but I just kept going overseas and trying to bring the confidence from there back to the States and got lucky with Chicago.
0: <laughs> and then you also, in the middle of that, took a year off from playing professional basketball. Was that just kind of like to clear your mind and try to like come back later?
1: Uh, not really, no. I was in Seattle's training camp and I thought things were going like good, but not like amazing. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. And I also had a chance to go get my Hungarian passport. So I would have to go to Hungary to like compete with them in order to make the passport valid. And Brian Agler at the time in Seattle said, kind of gave me advice that I should go get that passport so it'd be good for my overseas career, which it definitely was, it was a good decision. So that was kind of what I did that summer.
0: Um. So, was Courtney? I know that, like Ali said, you wasn't. How 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 highly recruited were you going into college? Um, I was not highly
1: recruited at all. Um, you know, I was barely being recruited by anyone, and I had to go to one of my friends, one of my AU teammates. Uh, wanted to go to Gonzaga. That was her goal, and she wanted to go to the summer camp there and so i went with her and that's where coach greg saw me for the first time and his assistant saw me and like really were uh i guess impressed and were pushing him to kind of like take a chance on me at least see me um but i think if i didn't go to that camp there's no way i would have ended up at Gonzaga so i mean once they were interested i kind of committed early i wasn't like interested in doing the whole recruiting process um, because it was just like too stressful for me and I wasn't sure if I was gonna get a real shot. So, you know, I took a chance and, and I was right there to
0: accept. Yeah, so you guys I guess were looked down on a lot in the beginning of W A in high school and college, but now you guys actually are pretty good at basketball. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ellie, I know that, so you're one of you, you're, you're like your biggest, like known to fame is definitely, you know, your shooting. And was that, has that always been like the mainstay of your game, do you think, like since high school, since college, being able to like shoot threes at a high level?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's just something that came natural, just being able to shoot. So it's definitely what I lean towards in my game. I just kind of stood on the three-point line, shot, didn't dribble too much, just shot because that's what I was the best at. So, yeah, it's kind of always been like that.
0: And this is something I wonder because I've seen whenever I watch any three-point contest is how, how different is it from like trying to do enter like in a three-point contest than versus like just even warming up or shooting in an actual game because I feel like the motion is different because you're not used to constantly picking it up, rack, shooting like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's more tiring to have to shoot, you know, 25 shots in a
1: row in a minute or whatever it is. So, I mean, it's different and you have a 15,000 people watching you too, and it's just, your nerves kind of get in there, so it's just a whole, whole nother experience, shooting in the, in the contest, and just warming up, or even shooting in games. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, um, and Courtney, I know, something I, when I looked up, I was surprised, just because the thing is that you actually have the highest, you have the highest assist per career assist per game, like, Mark, in the history of the WNBA, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, you know, how many great players have been there. What do you think that's... Yeah,
1: a- I actually read that, yeah. and I didn't know that stat. <laughs> what do you think... <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing that.
0: What, is, what is, do you think that's a reflection of? Growing, how much your teammates helped you? What do you think that's most... Like, that number is most reflective of? I think it's most reflective of just consistency.
1: Um, you know playing enough games, you know, being able to in games and and be consistent at what you're good at. And I think that's something that, like, from the beginning, my role has always been uh, a distributor. And so I think it's reflective, of course, having really good teammates that are making baskets. But it's just being able to be consistent in your role throughout, like, years over time, I think. Um, And that's something I really take pride in. Is being able to get my teammates involved. Um, obviously, I'm big on I think they do the hard part. Um, but I have to try and just get them in the best spots ever that they can, best spots that they're uh, the best at. And, and that's been my job since I've gotten to the league.
0: So how long have you guys been on the same team now? I'm trying to count the number of
1: years. Uh, I think it's been, this might be seven years. Seven seasons, yeah. If this season happens, it'll be
0: seven, I think. Do you have, do you know, do you have any update on any plan for what that's going to... What they're planning on? For
1: the season? Yeah. Not really. I mean, it's, we're, it's all still up in the air. Nothing's for sure. They're in, they're in negotiations, and we're kind of just waiting to hear, just like everyone else.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, obviously, because they announced the NBA's plan to come back, so I was wondering, because, you know, you guys are so tangled
1: yeah we're in a little different situation (laughs) because the season was already starting for the nba but yes i think they are working in ties with the nba and trying to see what their prototype looks like and all that
0: Mm -hmm. so i think another thing that's interesting is for people that just kind of are nba fans is that you guys constantly play the year a part of your year overseas you know every year so can you talk about, like, both you talk about, like, how that dynamic is, you know, having is it hard having to be on, let's say, Hungary for that part of the year or any of those other places for part of the year than maybe just NBA players who are always in, like, the same country, you know, all year? How does that difference work?
1: Um, you know, we've done it for so many years now. It's just become kind of our lifestyle. I mean, you can look at it two ways. It, it's challenging and it has. it's difficult to be – overseas um, for more than half the year away from your family. I think we sacrifice a lot. But at the same time, um, you know, we get paid to travel. We see uh, a bunch of incredible countries that we would never uh, probably do unless we did this. And, you know, we learn about cultures. We learn about history of other countries. So we, we play really good basketball overseas, and we get paid to do it. So, I mean, there's two perspectives, definitely. We do miss a lot, we miss birthdays, we miss weddings, um, we miss births, um, so so that that part is difficult and it's challenging, but like I said, we, we take a lot from it. I think personally it has improved my game um, drastically because I learned so much playing uh, for different types of coaches, different styles of basketball in, in every country, so you know, you can look at it two ways, but I think it's really benefited my career a lot.
0: Yeah, and this was a question I had wrote a while ago, but so did, um, did you were you guys watching The Last Dance when it was going on, and if so, what did you guys think of it?
1: Yeah, we watched every Sunday, just like the rest of the world, and uh, it was really cool. I mean, growing up in Chicago, I was definitely a fan of the Bulls, but I feel like I didn't really start watching until probably the last dance year. And even then, I'm probably 10 years old, so I don't really know all the inside scoop of what's going on. So it was cool to, you know, see what was really happening behind the scenes and get to know the players' personalities a little bit more. And, you know, Michael Jordan's not too much in the public eye, so it was just cool to, like, hear him talk and just kind of get to know him more for 10 episodes, too.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is my last question, and it's for both of you. So what advice do you have for well, female basketball players trying to, you know, make it in because I think there's also been there's times where it like in stigmatized or, like, you know, there's not as enough appreciation for them. So what's your guys goal or like mission to female basketball players, you know, want to make it big in the future?
1: What's our advice to them or what's our Yeah,
0: advice to them? Advice for female
1: basketball. Players? I mean, I would just say to Support the WNBA. I mean, a lot of young girls uh, maybe watch the NBA or just because that's what they see on TV the most, but I would just say to support the WNBA and to, you know, just keep working hard. Uh, Get in the gym, go outside in the summer, just play. I think if if you love the game, then uh, all those things will get better and you'll have fun with it. I think that those are two really good points. The support is a huge thing because, you know, um, our league is doing really well. But, you know, it hasn't always been easy in support and just making sure that there is a league for you to play in at some point. Um, But also sacrifice. I think, you know, all of us at some point had had, had to sacrifice maybe a social life um, to put in work to be able to be the best that we can be. you have to learn early that to be a professional athlete, it takes a lot of sacrifice and you have to be okay with that. Um, and I think starting at a younger age, just so it's, you know, ingrained in your, your routine and your mentality. I think that's, that's really important. Okay.
0: Cool. Thank you guys. That was the end of the interview. I just want to give a huge shout out to the Chicago sky as well as Ali Quigley and Courtney Vanders Thank you guys so much for the interview. Um, if you enjoyed listening, make sure to like, and, um, Subscribe to my SoundCloud account. Make, I'm getting on Apple
1: Podcasts soon. And everyone, make sure you stay safe and have a great day.